Henley, what did you think about Tropical Storm Elsa? Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's good. It was good? Mm-hmm. You slept in your room the whole night, too. And there was so much wind and so much thunder, but you slept the whole night. Now what are we getting ready to do? Pack up to New Jersey. Who are we going to see in New Jersey? Um, we're going to see Grandfather and my cousins. Yeah, and our house. I hope your bedroom's still there. Yeah. Are you so excited? Yeah, I think my bedroom is staying there. Can you say goodbye to Florida? Goodbye, Florida. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hot Marriage Cool Parents with Jamie for the second week in a row on her phone and drinking a beer. Just kidding. We're actually recording this back to back. So by the time you guys hear this, we will be back in New Jersey. Finally, our kids are going to be in school. We're finally going to have some time during the day to breathe and not have to make lunch and breakfast and dinner, even though I kind of enjoy that. But we're actually going to be able to get some stuff done around the house. So this is going to be a change for us because this is the first time that both Henley and Hendrix will be in school. Yeah, we haven't had that since Hendrix has been born. So update on us is that I am still nursing him only one to two times a day, though. From one boob. Basically, I'm like, I, I got like a real champion of a boob that my, mm. my right side and my left side is like just lagging spurts like a little tiny bit. Your of, left boob's always been a little lazy. Yeah, but it's a bigger boob, which is really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And also with both Henley and Hendrix, I got terrible cracked nipples. Like I'm a registered nurse. I work in labor and delivery. I help mamas like help their kids latch on. Why am I struggling breastfeeding it over was, here? It was worse for you with Henley, though. Way worse than no, with Hendrix. No, it was Hendrix. actually way worse with Hendrix. Really? It was, you I mean. You were wincing in pain with Henley. Like, I feel like you were just with Henley when I was nursing Hendrix. So you didn't see yeah, how painful so. it was because you were not there. So it was, without a doubt, way worse with Hendrix than it was with Henley, hmm. which is weird because it's my second kid. And I was yeah. like, what is going on? I literally have pictures of it. This is also, I had him during COVID. So it's not like I could go someplace and be like, hey, <laughs> you know, can yeah. you help me out? Here's my nipple. So, so I had to like send pictures of my nipple and my baby latching on and off my breast. There's a lactation consultant out there with a video of my nipple and not for nothing. Her daughter's a fan of the show. I was like, this is embarrassing AF. And I play softball with her son. No, that's Henley's lactation consultant. Oh. This is a different lactation consultant. How many lactation? Do you see a different one for each kid? No, I, oh. Doug, for Henley, that was like four years ago. So that she was a lactation consultant. I worked oh, at the hospital. Gotcha. And then I had a home birth with Hendrix. And so I had a lactation consultant that my midwife worked with. And gotcha, gotcha, because gotcha. Oh, of, she came to the house, didn't she? No, she never came to the house. Jesus, Douglas. No, who was that one person that came to the house? You remember? Before? That's the woman who delivered our daughter, Douglas Hainer. No, 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 no. Yes. Her name is Barbara Lutz, and she's an no, amazing no, no, midwife. No, 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 no. This yes. time around, this time around, there was someone that came by that was a lactation person. No one came that was a lactation person, Doug. Maybe it was with Henley. It was but it with wasn't Henley. Barbara. I know Barbara. I feel like you don't. But there, no, there was someone that came by that I remember. Okay. Well, glad you're really up to par with all the breastfeeding things, Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> no, you had a FaceTime call with her. Was that the person? You had a FaceTime call latching on. Yeah, there was a lactation consultant that I saw. Because I was in the bed one time. Yeah, yeah. And then okay. we had to take Hendrix. This is, he was a newborn baby. And we had to take him. We took him to the changing station and opened his mouth because she was like, yes. does he have a tongue tie? Yes. So we're like literally torturing our kid, <laughs> trying to get on FaceTime. I him upside down. I got my cell phone 
camera it. and light. Yeah, we're like trying oh to God. get a video to show her the inside of his mouth, which now he's in his bedroom crying in the monitor. Yep. Can you guys hear him? The baby monitor's on. The nanny's with him. Yep, and the dog's barking. The dog's All barking. All hell is breaking loose right now. I mean, does anyone else have kids and a dog? Because... That's probably Hendrix getting changed because for whatever reason, he screams and cries every time you lay him on the changing pad. Oh my goodness. He acts like it's bloody murder. Like I Legit bloody murder. Yeah. Like I thought that Henley was a little rough. I never thought she was terribly rough, but I thought she was a little rough to change her diaper. Hendrix is significantly... Like I literally have like butt paste all over my shirt, all over the like the bed. I literally changed his tush on Henley's bed yesterday after the bath because I had them both and Doug was gone. And I was like, I want to keep my eye on both of them. And I grabbed Hendrix's stuff. I brought it into Henley's room and Henley's like running around naked because I get them both out of the tub at the same exact time. So Henley's running around naked singing and like pretending the towels like hair or a dress. And Hendrix, I am literally squirming with I I'm putting butt paste on his tush so it doesn't get raw because he is sleeping through the night now, which is amazing. I'll give you an update on that later. But literally picture this. My daughter's running around naked with a towel, pretending it's either long hair or a dress, screaming and singing and stark butt naked in her bedroom. And then my son is also stark butt naked. I have him on her bed on the towel with a diaper and I'm trying to put butt paste on him. And it's that white kind that's like really, really sticky. So it's like all over his belly, his legs, my shirt, all over my my one arm and all over my finger, of course. I should have told you because you have to do it. I gave him a book. I gave him toys to touch. I like, I gave him. You have to do it on the changing table, the pad, because he doesn't move. He'll cry and scream and he might give a little wince, but he doesn't move. He stays on there. Well, I never do it in her bedroom or any place other than the changing room, usually, because that's obviously what it's meant for is the, the changing pad or whatever. But I wanted to keep an eye on Henley too. And I wanted her to get dressed and it was just utter chaos, but um, yeah. that's just the mom life. When you were away filming Unfiltered, I took Henley and Hendrix to the Ringling Brothers Circus Museum, okay? And this was a nightmare of a day, okay? <laughs> because as soon as we get there, now Henley's new thing is as soon as we get somewhere, she has to pee somewhere. My sister was like this too. I don't know if it's a girl thing. Any place that we go to, a restaurant somewhere new, my sister had to go to the bathroom and pee and Henley's doing the same thing. So we go there and I look at Hendrix and Hendrix needed to be changed as well. And here's the thing for places, they do not respect fathers that have babies to change them. I feel like we've talked about this before. Well, because there was a Dunkin' Donuts that didn't even have a changing table in the men's bathroom. A lot of men's bathrooms. Some women's bathrooms don't have changing tables. Well, that too. But I get there and this place did have a changing table, thankfully, but it was broken. So like the thing, you know, how you pull it down and it folds down. I didn't want to put Hendrix on the floor, obviously. Henley has to pee. (laughs) Obviously. Um, Picture this. I squat down, I pull the changing pad and little plastic thing down and I squat down so it's leaning on my leg and I carefully put Hendrix on there and it's a race before I get tired of squatting to change Hendrix's (laughs) pee diaper and it was like a workout, like someone would do this as a workout. So we get out, now the Ringling Brothers Circus Museum 
It's amazing. If you're a circus fan, it goes through the whole history. The Ringling Brothers guy, it's his mansion. It's his whole campus. And they have all these things and kids can play on. So it started to get cloudy and raining. So as soon as we got into the place, we went through the place where the kids can play. They jump on a horse, a plastic horse. They could do different clown rides, things like that. We go outside and I want to take a tour of this place because they have a rose garden and they also have the mansion. Henley wants to ride her baby or take her own stroller with her baby. The security guys took it away because... (laughs) Because Why kids, did you let her bring it in? She wanted to push her baby in her stroller, which I thought would be fine. I'm pushing Hendrix in his stroller, and oh Henley my wanted gosh. to. So they they so confiscate cute. they confiscate her stroller, and so now Henley is just like running and going up, and we're on a sidewalk, so she's running, running. She falls, and she cuts her knee, and it's one of those cuts where there's blood that sort of seeps down and is starting to drip down her leg. It was just a bad cut, but she's now crying. Now I have a single stroller and it's 104 degrees. I have Henley that won't let me put her down. She won't let me put a gauze pad or even a Band-Aid on her knee. She won't let me touch it. She won't let me do anything. I have to hold her. I have to hold her the entire walk. And it's like 200 yards to get to the mansion that the guy lived in. And now the bugs start coming out. (laughs) And now not just the bugs start coming out, but now it starts to rain. So I'm like sprinting to the house and we get to the mansion and I ask the lady, do you have a Band-Aid? And she brings out a Band-Aid. Henley is crying. She's still screaming. No, don't touch, don't touch. So we get up to the mansion and we get to go in because there's only a certain number of people that are allowed in. I have Hendrix, who is a little God, over This is here. a very long story. But this is what happened with me just okay. this whole day. I'm, I'm, okay. This is like within two hours now. We get up to the mansion. They say, you probably can't bring the stroller in because you might not be able to maneuver it around. So I say, fine, okay. I can hold Hendrix. Henley is starting to be okay walking by herself at this point. So then as soon as we get in, the lady looks and she goes, now when we go through, just make sure you look at everything there, but do not touch anything. And of course, our three-year-old is probably touching everything. Do not touch anything. I took Henley and I took Hendrix and we turned around and we walked out through the line and they were just like, oh, what happened? I go, you just said nobody can touch anything in the house. I have a A one-year-old and and a (laughs) three-year-old. And I can't carry them both. You told me there's no stroller to strap them in and you expect us not to touch anything. Yeah. And so they were like, okay. So now we get out. Now it's really raining. So we start to go and I'm like sprinting to get back to the car. Can I pause your story? Sure. Doug, you talk like such a like announcer. Sure. Sure. Are we having a real conversation here or are you announcing to me? So is the mansion like really cool? Like you want to see it again? Yes. It is immaculate. The way this guy lived and the way that he modeled it after like an Italian whatever, but it is amazing. But anyway, just to round out this story. So I was a good dad and I packed a full lunch and there was some fruit and yogurt and other chips and stuff that they would have. So- Now they're getting hungry. So we're going from the mansion to get back to our car, which is 200 yards away. So we found the little cafe that sort of splits. You are the most long-winded storyteller. I'm getting there. So we get to this little cafe that's closed, but it has a little roof on there. So I pull over. I stop. Okay, let's stay out of the rain and let's get you guys some food. I go into the lunchbox that I made and it's this little insulated little lunchbox and I open it up. The blue ice pack exploded 
I reach in and I have just blue gook all over my hands. <laughs> There's blue gook all over the food, Aww, all over the bananas, the oranges. I was able to salvage a couple of them. So they had something. And now because we're sitting there, the bugs are just eating at us. <laughs> oh my goodness. The bugs are just eating at us. So I'm just like, you know what? We have to go. I don't care if I'm getting rained on. At least the kids had a little thing on the stroller, whatever, that covered them. And I finally get to the car and Hendrix then decides to poop. So now I have to go in the back of the hottest car ever, open up the trunk, lay him down. And that's the reason why I thought of this story, because he was screaming and talking about changing. Now I have Henley pushing the stroller. I would only allow her on the sidewalk. He's screaming. Henley's running and jumping and pushing her baby. As people are walking by, all of this is happening. And I just felt like this was probably one of the worst dad moments ever, but I appreciate it now. Yeah. No, I think you're a brilliant father to even be willing to take your two kids to a museum all by yourself. I thought it would be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Famous last words. I probably would have instantly brought the double stroller and I would have been like, you're both strapped in and we can go explore yeah. whatever you want, but you're strapped in. I wanted Hendrix because he's walking now. I yeah. wanted Hendrix to move around. Yeah, that's the whole idea is get him tired out so they can run around. But all by yourself and two kids, I don't know. But you know what? There are parents out there like mm. I want more kids. Like there are parents out there that have like four to six kids and they manage them all. Like I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Props to you. Now I feel like the next time now I have to check the weather. I have to have backup plans. It's just, yeah, it's nuts. Don't let it taint you for life. <laughs> it's all good. No. Yeah, I think you did a great job. Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of fun. We did. And we had a dance party and everything. And not for nothing, but you guys will get to see it on Couples Cam too, because I certainly documented every shenanigans that happened at home. Not only are you guys listening, get to see it, but I'll get to see it too, because I haven't had it. Obviously, I was working. Oh, so. that's right. You were out. Doug, the whole reason I was gone was because I was in L.A. working, for heaven's sakes. I mean, oh, that's right. You haven't seen any of it. Jeez Louise. Yeah, we had a lot going on here. Sounds like I missed out on a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't know if Henley screamed as much as Hendrix. Like, I caught him screaming, but it was like he was laughing. Like, he would scream, and he was playing with Henley in the car seat, and he would just scream, like, the scream that hurts your ears and your eyeballs. Well, that's why I call him H-Rex. Yeah, and then he'll come up to you, and he'll scream to be picked up, and then scream to get put down. Because he doesn't know how to talk yet. Like, once he starts talking, like, once he knows how to form words, which, by the way, he can say ear and eye and nose and eye. And point to it. Yeah, and he points to facial features now, which is so cool. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's, like ahead of the game. Yeah. For real. I know. Well, before we get to Jamie's birthday, which I planned an entire day filled with excursions for Jamie's birthday, we do have a sponsor that I want to talk about. Okay. I'm going to let you talk about them while I go to the bathroom real fast. Okay. Okay. So real quick shout out to one of our sponsors this week, Love Every. And we are so fortunate and thankful that we found Love Every because it is absolutely awesome. For Henley, for Hendrix, these are different play kits that are designed by experts that help your child's development. They are all built with a purpose and a function for your child to grow with these toys. So that's where Love Every comes in. So they make these toy kits that are literally tailored to your kid's age and they continue to grow with your kids. So the subscription box will get delivered every two to three months as your child develops. These are all sustainable products. All of the toys are built with a function and purpose to help your child's brain development, to help your kiddos grow. 
Hendrix absolutely loved the Explorer kit. He didn't stop playing with the jingle keys or even the little Montessori egg and the cup. Absolutely loved it. But also Henley loved playing. And I love watching them play with toys where they could just figure it out on their own and become creative and start to do things with these toys that you didn't think that they knew how to. For parents, it's super easy to get these play kits. All you do is you go to their website, you tell them a little bit about your kid's age, and they set you up with the best learning kit for their development. And then every couple months, they'll send a fresh new batch of toys. And this whole play kit, they're all designed by experts. And for Jamie and I, it gave us complete peace of mind that we were getting toys that were actually going to help our kids. And all of these kits, they come with guides and are packed with fantastic expert tips, do-it-yourself activities. I have so much fun playing with these toys along with Henley and Hendrick. So we really are fortunate to find Love Every. And you can take the guesswork out of your child's play right now. Choose Love Every today and get free shipping when you sign up to receive your play kits at loveevery.com slash hot marriage. That's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y dot com slash hot marriage for free shipping. Loveevery.com slash hot marriage. All right, I'm back. I had to go pee so bad, TMI, <laughs> but I'm queen of TMI and I just wear that crown proudly. Good for you. <laughs> All right. I got to read this review because it's been a moment since I've read a review. And Batchfan642, she is coming after my husband. Listen to what Ooh. she said. <laughs> she goes, Doug is the best. I love Batch fans. Yeah. She goes, I've followed you guys for a long time. I love your honesty, but... It seems like Jamie has been so hard on Doug lately with the cheating accusations and talk of money. He is so patient and funny, and I wish he could focus on these qualities. Mm. Well, Batch fan. You know, it may seem like that, but we put out the most vulnerable stuff. And, you know, the other stuff is like 90% of our lives, which is great. And as much as I love your review and everything else, and as much as I agree with everything that you said um, <laughs> and how spot on you are, we do leave a lot of a lot of the fun stuff out. So you don't get to hear that as much as you do the challenging stuff. Well, I just think we're going through it. We're not we don't leave anything out. We just are going through a challenging time right now. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is like we're not consumed by that. Well, what I'm trying to say is that. I mean, I could fake and pretend that I'm not worried about these things, but like, what good does that do me? And what good does that do you or anybody? Like, it doesn't well, do anybody any good. We're like the whole idea behind this podcast and the whole idea behind just for me, the way I want to live life is to just be raw and honest and transparent and have open communication because I really believe that when you, let your skeletons out of the closet and you just talk about them, all of a sudden it's like they grow like a body and walk away. And then that skeleton's gone. It's no longer hanging over your head, haunting you. It's gone because you've... That's a great way of putting it. Thank you. I just thought of that myself right now. Haunting. That's a great way of putting it. I mean, I just think of skeletons in the closet and like ghosts and like they're haunting yeah. you. And it's true though. Like the minute you talk about it, they no longer have the ability to haunt you. Like it's like you buried it or something. Yeah, it holds no more weight over you. And also not for nothing, but like if you are cheating or if you have cheated in the past, then I would want to talk about that and I would want to know and I don't want to yeah. hold it in my chest in the, I mean, my chest was tight now even just thinking and about I, it. I wish you wouldn't have held on to that for this long. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. <sighs> 
gosh, this is why we're in therapy. <laughs> no, I, we don't have to go down there. I'm just saying it's one of those things that I wish you just would have brought up when it happened. Me too now, but I was certain that you were hiding it from me and you weren't going to be honest. I mean, there's been times that I've brought up things that you just were embarrassed about. And so then you would lie about it. And I didn't want this to be one of them. I wanted to know the truth. And I felt like if I asked you, I wasn't going to get a straight answer from you because I never get a straight answer from you when it's something that you're embarrassed about, like a behavior that you've had that you're embarrassed about. Yeah, never that though. Well, how would I know? We've never had this issue before. It's a deal breaker for us. Yeah, I know. But that doesn't... All I can think about, and this is what my insecurity is, is that like there are thousands of men on these like porn sites and like these setup sites. And, and I know that you're a big fan of porn sites and and whatnot. And I've always yeah. been fine with you watching porn and doing whatever kind of porn you want. But I know that these people, like usually men like that also are perfectly fine with hooking up with like anybody really paying no. for sex. Like, I mean, there's businesses out there of like escort women and basically like prostitutes. <laughs> and like, I'm not like, I'm not stupid. And yeah. also we've lost, like you went through a ton of money that it can't be accounted for. So I'm like, well, yeah, like it's either that or drugs. Like, what is it? Neither. Just irresponsibility. But you have like nothing to show for it. But anyways, so that review just went ahead and just opened up the can of worms. But Batch Fan, thanks for that review. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. I just thought I should maybe address it myself since it kind of was like addressed to me, but yet praising you. And I feel like that's kind of the story of our marriage is that you're always... People just think that I'm like so vicious with you and they think that you're such an angel and <laughs> they always like have your back. And I'm like, I don't know, like, I'm not trying to be vicious, but I do have like standards and I do want the best for you and for us and for our family. Yeah. And I just, I don't talk. Yeah, that's exactly it. I'm the only one talking right now and you're just not even talking. So I'm just <laughs> spilling my heart over here and you just sit there with a smile on your face and don't talk. Yeah. I have nothing to add to it. Nothing at all? No. I mean, it, I don't say nearly as much as you do. And, you know, the skeletons in the closet and things like that. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff that will come off my chest. And that's why I was saying. It's a great way of you putting it like that instead of stuff hanging over your head. But like that particular review, though, like I feel like that we've talked about that and I have said everything that I could say, possibly say about it. And... It's just something that I would never do. Well, we have met with a couple's therapist and she has definitely helped our relationship because I... Oh, 100%. I don't know, like two months ago, whenever this cheating thing kind of came about, when I got like really insecure because I found the woman's like some the unknown... The or nanny's mask. Yeah, but like... But you thought it was somebody else's. Someone, some woman's mask in my car and my husband had been the only one in the car because I was shooting unfiltered. So the whole day I was really <laughs> busy working, like so busy that he would know that it's not like I could just bop in and and surprise him or something. Like I was on the couch shooting a television show for 12 plus hours in my house. Like I was going nowhere. So he had the car and could do whatever he wanted. And I sure as heck hope that if you're the kids. Yeah. I was going to say, I sure as hell hope you're not going to cheat when you have the kids around, but I'm not going to cheat. But listen, that's just what my head went to. And also I, not for nothing. I'm like, how long does postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety last? Because our son is almost 14 months old, but I still 
feel like I am struggling with it. Although it's significantly better than even just two months ago when this all happened. Because when I saw that mask, I was like, oh my God. You saw it because I wore it inside. I was wearing it because it was in our car. We don't need to go back through it. Like we already hashed it out on the podcast. But anyways, needless to say, we did get a therapist because cheating is a deal breaker for us. Like that is, there's not a lot of things that would cause me or you. That's a hard no. To want to get a divorce, but that's one of them. And I was straight up considering like if you were cheating and I found out it's over like I couldn't trust you yeah same thing for you yeah so anyways needless to say we got a therapist and she's really really been helpful with just everything really yeah just like I don't know like helping me realize like if that's not in your nature and why I mean I'm not silly of course I know it's offensive to be accused of that but I don't know how else to share my insecurities and my fears and my feelings I'm not trying to like accuse. I'm just sharing my insecurities and my fears and my feelings. And I guess it comes off as an accusation. But how else then do I like present it? I don't know. Do you have a recommendation, Doug? No. I mean, how is someone supposed to defend themselves for something they didn't do? Yeah, it's definitely a sticky situation because when you defend yourself for something that you're saying you didn't do, well, anybody who even did it would defend themselves and say they didn't do it. So it's a sticky situation, but (laughs) it's. You know, I feel like that's the thing with marriage that that no one really, I don't know if people talk about it and I just have never heard, but like no one really talks about this kind of stuff because it's not pretty and it it's not publicly really. Yeah, no. I mean, you don't see anybody's real life on TV other than reality. Yeah. And that sometimes isn't even real. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, so... We're working through it. Update on that. We are working through it. An update on sleep training our son. Last episode, I was about to get into it. He is officially sleeping through the night now. He'll. It's amazing. Yeah. He will lose his bank and then wake up and just kind of like go, eh. He'll sit eh. up. Yeah. He'll just sit up and go, eh, eh, because he'll know we'll come in. And, and he like, waves his hand. Yeah. Like he's like sweeping in front of him. Yeah. Like looking for the bank. But he's, he's so cute. But he's officially sleeping through the night. Our daughter, on the other hand, Oh, she three years old and every single night. I mean, her bedtime routine is like an hour long every single night or over longer than that. It It, is longer than that. Yeah. I mean, so first we'll be like, so big little feelings. And you guys know I'm a big fan of this course, right? So this is our night every single night with our kids. Mm -hmm. Big little feeling says to like, tell your toddler ahead of time, like what expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like, let them know what the game plan is so that that way, when it comes to be bedtime, there's no ands, ifs or buts. There's no meltdowns. There's nothing because they're they're, They know what to expect. And also the routine is important. Well, Mm -hmm. we've had the same routine. We're trying to set the expectations. We'll have dinner. And then during dinner, I'll be like, all right, after this, we're going to take a bath and then we're going to read a couple we're going to read a couple books and then we'll have some milk and then we're going to brush your teeth and then mommy's going to cuddle with you for a minute and then it's night time and this routine is exactly what we do she takes a bath and usually Hendrix and her are taking a bath together so then one of us branch off to like go usually Doug to like dry off Hendrix and get him ready for bed. He's super easy to get to bed now. Give mm-hmm. him a bottle and his pacifier we'll him down and, and he's, he's out. But then Henley, I'll read her literally five books and I don't care necessarily because this is like quality time that I get with her and I'm a working mom. And so, I mean, I never get her undivided attention like this. She's three years old. So there's nothing better than her on my chest laying down 
and snuggling into me while I read her as many books as she'll let me, basically. But Mm -hmm. at five, I'm like, okay, girlfriend, like that's enough. I think we have to start making a cutoff time for books and like lights out. Oh yeah, and we could show her the time because she knows the time now. That's actually a good idea, Doug. Like we should just start making a, okay, we could only read books until this time. And if we're going to bed later, then we can only read one book this time. Like we, I think that's we a good set idea, a Doug. time because then we know each, you know, because you'll read a book, you'll start to cuddle and then she'll like, this she just a, won't go to sleep. Like yeah. you can't leave her room without her screaming and crying mm-hmm. to cuddle. And Hendrix's room is right next door. So she screams and cries and thankfully he's, he's okay sleeping and he doesn't normally wake up, but we will close the door. Henley will now scream, bang at the door, and then just lay down at the door's bottom and reach her hand under. <laughs> she acts like, like we're torturing her. Movie. It's and, terrible. You know, and then we'll go in and we'll pick her up and say we love you and put her back in bed. Or sometimes when Jamie gets done, she'll want to cuddle with daddy. So Jamie will walk out and I'll come in. And then it's usually one, two, or three things. Usually maybe one or two things a night, but it's either I have to go to the bathroom, which is a way for her to get up and get out of the room. And we always let her go at least once. Yep. I want to make a tent. So put up pillows and put a thing over there. Yeah. The, the blanket over the pillows. Doug makes a tent which, for her. Which I'm fine with. The thing that I'm not fine with is when I say, no, it's time for bed. It is a screaming, like, yeah. like blood curdling screaming. And if she feels safer with a tent, like that's my thought process it takes me two seconds to do it. Like I, I, it doesn't matter. And then the third is she'll look at her bed and she'll think of the one stuffed animal (laughs) that is not in her effing room. It's so true. I need the monkey. I need the monkey. And it's because she knows the monkey's in somewhere else. It's not in her room. She knows where Last it is. Last night, it was Lammy. Oh, Lammy. It, I want Lammy and Lammy. And they all have names. And so you have to know which mm-hmm. the animal is which name. Oh, my God. And Lammy was in our bed because there's more to this story mm-hmm. with our sweet three-year-old and how she sleeps at night. So yeah. we finally get her down after a minimum of an hour. Most Some nights, it can be up to like three. Most nights, it's about two hours of a, like getting her to sleep. No joke. We start at eight and she never like falls 10, asleep 30. until like 10, 10. It's like terrible. But I think that I like the idea of the time thing. We'll talk about Cut that more. Off, yeah. yeah, we never, I mean, we haven't done that yet. We set a timer and we say, because we learned this from Big Little Feelings, like set a timer and you say, okay, I'm going to, and you let them push the button. Like I'm going to cuddle with you until the timer goes off. But when it goes off, mommy has to go out and it's time for you to go night night. So we did that and that was kind of working for a little while, but then it was, I'm scared or it's too dark. So we have like, we bought, We've, we've. I've gotten three nightlights. Three different nightlights, and, the, and one's like a camping lantern, like a kid's lantern well, to camp one, with. Yeah, that's yeah. the unicorn one. That's because it has a handle on the bottom that's supposed to be a lantern. Yeah. So, anyways, we uh, have we go through the ringer with this kid. Meanwhile, mm. our son, who's a year old, literally, we just give him a bottle and pop him in a crib, and he yeah. goes right out. Henley hasn't been a even as a baby. She was never. I mean, I could count a handful of times she slept in her bed the entire night and didn't wake up. Well, Doug, that's because back then you were working more, and so I because I have like a at home worker. I mm. was like, oh, I could. I always let you sleep through the night because I felt bad that you would have to get up in the morning and go to work and yeah. like wouldn't even be able to take a break. Whereas like I can, since I 
make my own schedule. I could like take a little nap or something if I needed to. So I always got up with her because yeah, she has always been very stubborn about going mm-hmm. to bed though. But now she wakes up in the middle of the night and then comes into our room. Yes. Yeah, so that's what I was trying to get at. So now it's not even like last night she was like, I just want to sleep with mommy and daddy. And I was like, you always go to sleep in your bed first. If you want to come in in the middle of the night, like you always do go for mm-hmm. it. How can and, we stop you? But right. like, I've tried saying this too, where just like, you know what? We can't let her sleep in our bed. Whenever she comes in, we have to take her and bring her back to her room. I've done it a couple times. And most time I'm just so effing tired that she's like sleeping and like, it is what it is. Like and she it's always, like she's three in the morning and I'm just like, you know what? Like, I just don't care. I'm, yeah. I'm, sl- I'm going back to bed. I'm sleeping. I don't want to have to walk her all the way to her room. And for her to pe- then just scream, scream and get, the get potential <laughs> of getting them both up. Like, it's just like, it's just so much easier. Yeah. Just to, but, but I, I hate, I hate the kids in the bed. I hate it with a passion. Yeah, I, do. I know. I've and always she, hated it. And she's so smart because she comes to my side of the bed and just she crawls right in with mine. me. Yeah, she used to go to Doug's side and he'd pick, he would literally pick her up bring and take her, her to her room. So now she and oh, the other night too. pick her up, bring her back. Yeah. Now she always comes to my side and half the time I'm like a zombie in bed and it just, just cuddle. And honestly, I kind of like the cuddle. Yeah. So I just scooch on over and I cuddle right into her and I give her kisses and I tell her how much I love her. And then we fall asleep, which is, I know bad. I don't know. So we're figuring out how to get a good night's sleep, which will probably also help our relationship. So batch fan, don't mm, you fret. That's right. I do love my husband and I know he's patient and kind and loving. I don't think that you're hard on me, like always hard on me. I may seem easygoing, but I am sometimes difficult. Like I, I don't want to say lazy, but like just lackadaisical or forgetful, you know? So it's like, I'm not the easiest person to, I could be frustrating a, a lot. And I know that about me. And sometimes I do need a kick in the ass every once in a while. And I hate that it has to come to that for a lot of important things, you know, but most of the time, like, I don't feel like you're being hard on me. I really don't. Well, I so don't feel like that. Why do people always say that I, it comes off like that? Like, why does this batch girl think that? And I don't think because she means they only, it. Well, no, because they only see me in a good light. First and foremost, I don't want her to feel like I, I don't disagree with her. Like, she's just saying how she feels. And so I'm like, what am I saying or doing that makes it seem like I'm so rough on you? I think it was the cheating thing, that part. And then just in general, what we put out there is a lot more of like, we don't put out the happy-go-lucky times, really. We do when we have them, just right now. Yeah, we do. Like when we were pregnant with Hendrix, are you kidding me? And Henley. Oh my God, nothing was like, you couldn't. Maybe it's just going through a a rough spot now, but. You couldn't. Yeah. I hope our whole podcast isn't just doom and gloom. No, I'm saying like a lot of times what people will see, they won't see us cuddling on the bed or just having a family day. Like we don't necessarily talk about that. We talk about just some of the real shit. Yeah. But who wants to hear about us cuddling on the couch? That's what I mean. So all, you know, like it's just a snapshot of our our life. Well, I'm glad to hear from you that I'm not too rough on you. But I do think therapy is really helping. Yeah. Therapy has helped a lot because I genuinely was like, Every move you made, I was like, but although I do have one question for you. Mm -hmm. Why did you turn off the location finder from your phone? I didn't. I can't find you anymore. Well, maybe it just happened with my new phone. I never turned it off. I never turned it on. I don't even know how to use it. Okay. 
<laughs> I just, like I wouldn't even know where to look in my phone for that. Gotcha. Well, and we did anyways, get a new phone, so Doug, you could probably still find it on here. Oh, that's probably what happened when we got a new phone. It must have just turned off, I'm assuming. You're probably looking into this phone and the service went out. Your old phone, you mean? Yeah. So turn that ish on for my new one. <laughs> because I don't care. Did you know how I tracked you? You never asked how I tracked you. Didn't, it like, doesn't matter because I don't. It, it doesn't matter at all to me. So I was like, does he know that I track him? No. Does it send know. you a signal or a message whenever never. I'm looking up your location? Never. No? No. Interesting. But I don't care. I don't care that you track me. I'm not doing anything. Track me all you want. I'm just kidding, Doug. No, I, <laughs> the therapist has really helped. I used to be so worried about every everything, like to last week's podcast point, like mental illness is definitely a thing. And I feel like depression and anxiety only heightens, I don't know, your fears and insecurities and things of that nature. And so I think that just having someone to talk to, to help you kind of like who's outside the box, who's not trying to like champion you or your spouse and who can just speak a little bit of sense. Like, you know, I'll say it like she spoke some sense into me and I'm like, okay, like, I don't think I have to be so worried anymore. And like, she validated my feelings. Oh, she was like, how does, you know, that's a lot of money that your husband went through. Just like, you know, that has, he has nothing to show for it. So of course that's worrisome. But she was like, if he says it's never been in his nature and you don't know that it's ever been in his nature, then why would he do it now? Right. So that makes sense to me as well. And it's really, that's just, I can't imagine in my wildest dreams, you cheating on me. Like really I couldn't, but I also didn't want to be naive and like felt stupid and was like, I would never imagine my husband. And then he's like been cheating on me for five years or something. Like, I don't want to be that girl either. Not that that girl's nothing's wrong with her, but like, I just don't want to be fooled like that. But all right. Well, Batch fan, uh, <laughs> geez Louise, we yeah. just had a whole podcast about your review, but not for nothing. Like, I appreciate, you know, the honesty and the review. And like, we obviously read every single one of them and, and appreciate yeah. all of you guys listening and supporting us because we wouldn't really be here and doing what we love if it wasn't for you. So thanks for that. Yeah. And something new that we're trying out is if you have a question for us or really anything, you can actually send a voice memo through email to teamjamie at jamieotis.com. Whether it's a question about just us, personal, parenting, bachelor, married at first yeah. sight, couples game, really anything, nothing's off limits. Mm -hmm. Send a voice memo to teamjamie at jamieotis.com and we're going to start to incorporate that into our podcast episodes. Yeah. And so what's really fun about that is not only do we get to know a little bit about you, but we get to feature you and your voice. Like you're kind of like a guest on the podcast and then we get to answer your whatever question it is that you have. So we're super pumped. It's just like another way to kind of get a little bit closer to you guys through your AirPods and mm -hmm. you, or like yeah. your headphones or however you're listening. Or you can always just check back at Hot Marriage Cool Parents for Instagram. Yeah. We always post some updates there or just follow us on social media. Subscribe to the podcast and we are starting back up our weekly emails. So if you have been waiting for emails or if you are interested in receiving some weekly emails, definitely subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I hope you're having a fabulous middle of July. We have been all over the map. We actually recorded this episode early because we're in LA right now mm -hmm. as this is coming out. And then when we get home, I'm home for like four days and then I fly back out to LA to shoot unfiltered. <laughs> so uh, we're all over the map right now, yes. but honestly not complaining, like really thankful to have a job and have each other and our children and you. We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. 
拜。